This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Here on this New Year's Day, it's JJ John Jastrzemski. We're right here on the fan, and to help us set the stage for Week 17 in the NFL, my good pal from the morning after Sports Grid, he's been with us every step of the way, my dude, Jared Smith. What's up, Smitty? Happy New Year, baby. JJ, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone out there. I, I can't believe we made it. Uh, week 17, definitely a unique one, uh, but it's it certainly there, – there's some, there's some meat on the bone left. I know it's kind of a strange week. We don't know who's playing, who is playing, who isn't, but I, I certainly think you, there, there's, there's still some avenues to make a little bit of cheddar, JJ. No doubt, Smitty. Before we get to Week 17 in the NFL, I was on Bama in Game 1, yeah. and I have the Buckeyes in Game 2. Same. Uh, I'll save the Bama spiel because the game's going on right now. Why do you like Ohio State tonight? I, I, I'll be honest. I think this line should be closer to 2 or 3. I mean, that's what it was last year. I don't think anything really has changed between these two teams last year. You want to say Bama or you're, you want to say Ohio State maybe has an incomplete resume. That's fair. But I still think we haven't seen the best Ohio State team yet. I think we're going to see the best effort and, and, and the most – uh, you know, explosion that we've seen all year from the Buckeyes tonight. And on the other side of the coin, I don't really like what Dabo did to kind of stir the pot there. I think that only hurts your team. And I, I like the value getting Ohio State plus seven and a half. I also think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I love the props for Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. They're going to have big games. And I think we're going to see this one go over the total. I think it, I, we, it has a chance to be one of those instant classic kind of games, JJ, just like last year. Okay, Smitty, when it comes to now week 17 in the NFL, I am like immediately crossing off and scratching off so many games because of the question of motivation. It's like, you know, pick a five games like I got to do in the super contest. Really, really <laughs> difficult. What is your advice to anybody out there who's going to play these games? How do you go about handicapping week 17? So you're definitely right to kind of throw away some games right out of the gate. But I would caution just to throw them away totally. I think side and total is a good throwaway for some of these spots because you get one team that's really motivated against another team maybe that isn't, and the spread's overinflated, maybe too inflated. It's really hard to tell who's going to play, who's not going to play. In those particular games, if you want to play them, and there are some good spots, you have to isolate the games that have players with contract incentives. And there's a couple of them this week because you know you can bet props. You don't just have to bet sides and totals. And when you get a game, like example, this Bucks falcons game, Tom Brady, if he's top five in any of the following categories, passer rating, yards, touchdowns, completion percentage, yards per attempt, he makes another $560,000 per uh, category. 
So while the Bucs don't really need to cover the spread, seven against the Falcons on Sunday, they're already in the playoffs and they've got their spot locked up. Tom Brady might be trying to rack up some extra yards. Right now he's kind of hovering in the top five in some of those categories. So you could see those types of plays being angles this week. And I thing to keep in mind, we think about the playoffs and we think about motivation. Keep the weather in mind, too. This happens to be one of the worst weather weeks of the season. There's going to be some games affected by weather this week. We're very focused on the motivation. Sometimes the old rope-a-dope, we forget about weather. It's windy, it's snowy, it's rainy. That obviously affects the games as well. So a lot of things to keep in mind this week, JJ. Smitty, I came on with you and Ariel Epstein earlier in the week, and I have to admit, I was leaning in a Dallas Cowboy direction, and now mm. I have major cold feet. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I, I feel like... I don't want to say I've done an about face on the game because that's not fair, but it has turned into like that stay away category for me because of the line movement. Um, yeah. Listen, I think Dallas is better. I think if Dallas plays their A game and the Giants play their A game, Dallas is going to win. I, I just don't feel great in putting the Cowboys in that circle of trust. How do you shake out Cowboys and Giants now that we have reached Friday? Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that these two teams, you know, neither of them deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, I think that's very easy to say. But you're you're right. The fact that we've seen a lot of the action come in on Dallas, but we've seen this line get shorter and shorter throughout the week, that should, you know, make you pause for a little bit. Uh, I, I, listen, the Giants are going in the opposite direction than you would want a playoff team going. I mean, we talk about peaking at the right time. They're they're bottoming at the wrong time. I mean, the last three games they've lost against the spread by 16, 8, and 4. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have won three straight, also against the spread by an average of 18 points over those three. So Cowboys peaking and the Giants bottoming. Uh, you know, uh, can, can, can you say you're buying the top of the market with Dallas and the value lies on New York as the home dog? Absolutely. But do you trust, you know, Daniel Jones? Do you trust Joe Judge, who's made all the wrong decisions over the last three weeks, to turn it around in the biggest game of the year? I think that's a stretch as well. So you're right. I think if you if you don't like the Dallas side coming off, but because of the line movement, that's fair. I think it's a no play for me. Okay. The other game in the NFC East. Sunday night, Washington and Philly. Uh, I'm seeing a ton of guys now getting ruled out for Philly. That Washington defense against Jalen Hurts, I think, could be problematic. Um, and I think it's simple. I think if Alan Smith plays in this game, Smitty, I like Washington to win. Uh, if he doesn't, I'm a little more skeptical, uh, but this line is skyrocketing. I'm seeing three, and even at the Westgate, it's all the way up to three and a half. Line definitely moving with Washington. Yeah, and we trust our friends at the Westgate. They're one of the sharpest books in town, so when they move a line off of three, I feel the same way about Fandle here on the East Coast. When, when, when Fandle, and they tend to move it first, when they move off of three towards the favorite, that means they're very bullish on that favorite. So I, I, I certainly agree with that. I, I think Wash, you, you can't play Philly in this spot. They've also looked pretty lifeless, especially offensively in the second half of that game against Dallas. I mean, they just complete. They were in that game, and I don't know what happened at halftime. Maybe, maybe you give credit to Dallas's defense for making the right adjustments on Jalen Hurts, but I really think Jalen Hurts kind of hit that wall where it didn't really matter what decision he made. It looked like it was the wrong one, and I, I feel the same way about Washington's defense this week. He's going to run into a much stiffer test this week than he did last week, and they really struggled, especially in the second half of that game last week, to move the ball on Dallas. So I think Philly's going to struggle to move it. Motivation is obviously a factor. It's a short line. I don't think there's going to be fans in, in, in Philly. It's going to be basically an empty stadium for Ron Rivera and Alex Smith to cap off this unbelievable season. I mean, talk about a fairy tale, JJ. Just the karma of it all makes me want to back Washington. Obviously, that's not an actionable reason to bet them, but it, it, it is the feel-good story with Rivera coming back from cancer and Alex Smith overcoming everything he has. I, I don't think there's any way to play. It's gotten to three. If it gets over three, you hesitate, but I still think there's a sliver of value on Washington. I, I, I agree. I 
think they win this game, and I think they're the – they've been the best team in the NFC East nose to toes this season. I know it's not saying much, but they've got the most complete roster, I think. My dude, Jared Smith over at Sports Grid, helping us handicap Week 17 in the NFL. Smitty, nobody's been better against the number than the Miami Dolphins. They don't cover last week, winning in probable fashion over Vegas. Mm. And now you have this question about Buffalo. What is Sean McDermott and the Bills going to do? And for me, I think it's pretty simple. I think they're going to play their starters for maybe two series, maybe a quarter, max a half. I don't see Buffalo going balls to the wall and playing four quarters. What is the point? You know Pittsburgh is going to be sitting Roethlisberger. Why are you going to put Allen or Diggs or any of those guys out there to take an unnecessary hit when you're playing next week? And I'm not just speaking as a Dolphin fan. This is just real talk. I just think it would be a foolish decision on their part to approach this game in that particular way. We know the Dolphins are winning in. Uh, I think this line is going to end up around three. It might end up on the short side of three. I know FanDuel has a three and a half. I don't think that line is going to be three and a half on Sunday. No, and I think it's going to come off of three. Listen, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I don't think you can look at this game and view it through the lens of, a, of, a, of two teams that have a, the same amount to play for. I think the crescendo to the Bills season was that win on Monday night against the Patriots. It was emphatic. It was decisive. It was dominant. And that's how you want Josh Allen's season to be remembered. You're right. You don't want him to go into this game against a much tougher defensive unit in Miami that has everything to play for on a cold. I'm seeing snowy, windy day uh, in Buffalo. And, and get knocked around a little bit. And, and I think that's probably the decision that Sean McDermott's going to make. And, you know, we, but again, we don't know. So that's, the, that's the, the shroud of mystery that surrounds this weekend. We can talk about it all we want, and we have an idea of where we're going to go, but that number's going to move in some capacity on Sunday morning, and it could go against you. So I would recommend for this particular game, you want to tease Miami through seven. I think that's a fair play. And you, you, you want to just hope that Tua can kind of manage the game. But again, has Tua ever played a game in this kind of weather before? Nope. 20, he said he's 30? never played in snow. Yeah. Never. I mean, and remember, is, you know, no safety net now with Fitzpatrick. Exactly. This is Tua's trip, baby. That's it. I, I saw you, you know, tweeting on the, you know, the gif of uh, Mufasa throwing the, you know, throwing the Lion King Simba into the Wolves. You know, he's going to get thrown to the Wolves this weekend. And he, he could respond very well. He's been answering a lot of obstacles this season. Uh, but this is a tough one. Now, Buffalo's defense, you're right. Uh, Pittsburgh's resting starters on D. I would expect Buffalo probably will do the same on defense as well. It would be helpful if maybe Tredavious White takes a seat a little bit, considering the lack of receiving help to his hat at times this year. But I, I, I think in general, this is a very tough game to handicap, JJ. You, you, it's right on the knife's edge of where this line, you're right, could move three or four points in one direction because of the Buffalo starters. But then on the other side of the coin, if Josh Allen gets into a groove and they keep playing, then this line could be spot on because two has really struggled to move it this year in his, in his limited time. So this is a very difficult game to handicap, probably one of the toughest of the week because of the playoff implications involved. I think it's another one of those, just stay away. Okay, Smitty, let's get the tease of the week and then we'll get to our plays of the week. What I, I'll give you the tease that I'm looking at right now. Okay. Baltimore... Tampa. I get Tampa down to pick them. I get Baltimore at like, I don't know, minus five, six. They desperately need to win the game. That's my two team tees. What do you got for the audience? Yeah, the Bucks are, are a good one. Now that that line's gotten over five and a half, five, I think the Bucks down to, you know, it's at six and a half now. Get that down to basically pick them. I think it's Gooch right there. I love that play. Uh, also, Jets, I, I know this sounds crazy. 
I don't know what it is about this Jets team, JJ, but they have been scrapping and clawing the last couple of weeks. And you get that Patriots team that looks absolutely lifeless. And I, I, I think the Jets, if there is no feeling better for a Jets fan than beating the Patriots, and I don't know if the Patriots are ever going to be this down again. So the Jets have a chance this week. You get that line through three and seven. I think the Patriots offense has been so bad. It's a low total game, 39 and a half. The points are very valuable there. So we'll go Bucks and Jets, the Brady and former Brady team special right there. So uh, I think that's a good way to play the teaser market this week. Smitty, when it comes to the side, what is your favorite side play for week 17? I think I got to go Washington. I don't love a lot of sides this week, JJ. This is not a good week to bet sides. It, it isn't. I think and it's some make prop- or break for me, Smitty, with the super contest. Oh, I'm 500. So tough. I'm even with the maestro. I need to have a good week, and I got to pull five games oh, out of my derriere. Not easy, week dude. Week 17 is so tough. I think there's a case to be made for the Seahawks. I, I, I do. Uh, laying seven on the road. The Niners looked a little bit lifeless. And that's, again, that's a division rivalry game where it, you, you would think San Francisco would be up for that game, but I don't know who they have even left playing. I mean, it's almost like who, who's left on the roster for that Niners team. And I think Seattle wants to put a little hurting on them. I saw a great nugget for, and this is actually going on my card this week. There are some major contract incentives for Tyler Lockett. He is 46 receiving yards away from 1,000. He gets a $400,000 bonus at 1,000 yards. He's two touchdowns shy of another three half. $300,000 incentive. So there's seven hundred grand on the table for Tyler Lockett this weekend if he has a good game against the Niners. Love the overprops for him. And I think there is a case to be made for, you know, the Seahawks this week. Uh, you got you stay away from the Chiefs-Chargers game. Stay away from the Broncos-Raiders game. I, I our, our buddy Crack came on the show this week and gave out Jags plus 14. But, I mean, I, you know, the hold your nose with that one. But these dogs, the dogs and the unders tend to be the caches at this time of year, J.J. So, I think dogs and unders is where you kind of lean this week, but it is a tough week to pick sides in the NFL. My main man, Jared Smith, check him out every morning with Ariel Epstein, Monday to Friday, Sports Grid. Always love having you on, Smitty. And next week, bro, it's Wild Card Weekend. Buckle up. Next week, you'll have some side picks from me. I promise you that, JJ. <laughs> Listen, uh, we're picking every game. That's the way it goes. Yeah, exactly. Picking every game next week. Smitty, Happy New Year, bro. Enjoy these happy college New football Year, games. Thank you. They have it. Good stuff from Jared Smith. We have quite the race in the LOX of the week. The maestro and yours truly are knotted up. We are even. It's make or break time. So when we come back, the world famous JJ After Dark unlocks of the week. That's right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 